March 8th, 2021. This is Hyphen Nation. And not only is it Hyphen Nation, it's the Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast, Hyphen Nation. How's everybody doing today? Welcome to the show. Uh, let, let me tell you, I may or may not have just worked on a YouTube channel trailer while playing with my lightsaber to relieve a little stress from the end of the workday because uh, everybody knows that uh, stress is uh, that's no good. So um, yeah, I was going to come on here and just start it up, but I was like, you know what? I got to do a little something. I got to work on this channel trailer anyway. So yeah, you're probably going to see me holding a lightsaber in the channel trailer and I'm okay with that. Oh man. So uh I'm here and it's weird, but you know what? We're gonna get through this together. So I've been um going through my Twitter feed lately. Mostly because I've been on Twitter since 2008. And you know, when you're 25, God, and you get this thing called Twitter. And you're not thinking about your future or any jobs that you might get down the line, anything like that. Well, you just tend to say whatever the hell you want on the thing, which is okay, I guess, to a point. Well, I always said an awful lot of what I wanted to on the thing. And thankfully, knock on wood, I don't think I said anything too offensive. I think I cleaned up some of the stuff that I found offensive over the years. But same time, I don't really think I need to be carrying 70,000 plus tweets along with my uh, name on Twitter. You can follow me at B-Hyphen. Aaliyah says it at the end of the show. But uh, you can follow me and check me out there. So I have been going through and thanks to a site called Tweet Eraser, deleting my old tweets and kind of cleaning everything up. I officially decided I'm going to delete everything up till January 1st, 2016. I know I tweeted it was going to be June 1st, 2015. But I figured if I do January 1st, 2016, that's a nice five-year window. And I feel like I was smart enough to realize not to say whatever I wanted like I did when I was in my 20s. So I've been doing that, trying to unlike a bunch of favorites. I don't think it's working properly. I can't unlike a bunch of favorites that I liked from somebody that uh blocked me. So <laughs> and I'm not gonna talk about that situation. If you really want to know, you can message me and I'll tell you what's up. It's not that big of a deal, but I can't unfavor those tweets, which sucks. But you know, favorites, it's so easy to favorite something. It's like a it's same like Instagram likes or liking something on Facebook, you know, you just sit there and like, 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 like. Well, your Instagram likes aren't public anymore. Your Facebook likes are only public on public posts and things like that. So you kind of have to be a little careful with that. Twitter likes are out there for anybody to see, as far as I know. And now I think about it, I could have also just, you know, hidden my likes if Facebook offers that, maybe. But there's been several things over the years that, you know, I was just like, oh man, I'm definitely going to like this. <laughs> and if somebody would happen to go through my likes, they'll be like, oh, well, I see that Kellen liked that. Even if it was four years ago. 
Shout out to um, Unshelled Pistachios, because uh, that's that's what I had for a little snack before I came down here. So I've been trying to work on that too. So I'm now down to tw 26 plus, 27 plus, 27,000 plus tweets. And I'm almost done. And then the favorites are all janked up. I gotta figure it out. So that's been my project I've been working on in the past week. Uh, Want to remind everybody, in case you don't know, have another podcast called the Razzlecast Power Hour. And me and Handsome Bane's guest this past weekend was one Savannah Summers, currently the champ champ down in Australia. She holds two women's championship belts. And she was kind enough to spend a power hour with us. And the episode came out on Saturday. I'm very proud of it. And the video will be coming soon to the Rasslecast Power Hour channel, which you probably should go ahead and um, subscribe to and hit that bell so you never miss any content. I feel so weird saying that. You know, I've watched so many people over the years do YouTube videos. And it's like, oh, destroy that like bucket button. Destroy that like button. That's what Brad Brad says. Or, you know, make sure you like, like comment, and subscribe. Like, comment, and subscribe. Hit that bell so you never miss an upload. And it's so weird having to do it now, so I can't help but mock myself when I do it. So it's like, hey, make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe. And if you want to, hit that bell. And as they used to say on Browns in Our Blood, ding ling 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 So you never miss an upload. You got a Rasslecast Power Hour channel and a Hyphen Universe channel, so you'll, you can check... Um, Check out that Savannah episode here in the next few days. I'm going to get that posted. Get it posted. That's what's up. But I've also been trying to go through my Facebook posts because just like Twitter, before Twitter, I would get on Facebook and say whatever I wanted. So back in the blank, your name is blank days, Kellen is mad as F. <laughs> Kellen is drunk. Which could be a status in 2021, let's be honest. Kellen is working from 9 to 4. Can somebody explain to me why I decided it was a good idea when I worked at the shoe department to post every single time I would be working? <laughs> any, anybody have any idea? So that people, it's like, was I, did I really think I was that big of a deal? <laughs> that people would, I don't know, want to know where I was at at all times. So that if they were looking for me, we could, uh, I don't know, all kick it together later. It, it's so annoying. I'm constantly going back, deleting what time I worked or vulgar things I used to say I'm not trying to say that I'm less vulgar I'm just smarter about trying to be smarter about what I put on the internet is the main thing and it's hard I don't know <laughs> shout out to my man Lex Luger it's just really difficult to do when you're when you're working on these things I'm deleting old pictures I, I've gone through and eviscerated my Facebook photo albums like a whole bunch of old party pictures gone pictures of me drunk gone there, there's only certain things on there now and it's not again that I'm worried about somebody like oh 
we looked up this Kellen Conley fella and look at him. He's holding three cups at this party, sitting on an ottoman in a red shirt, which is a real picture. I was three cupping it one night because that's how I do things. I'm a badass like that. This episode is sponsored by um, Sparkling Ice, by the way. Got, got back on the Sparkling Ice train this time. Got some black cherry. Feeling hella hydrated. The low carb is working. Down four pounds. Next week I'll be like, I'm back up eight. I love bread. These these are the things that happen. But I'm I'm just really trying to make things look more appropriate, so to speak. I just want to make the world a safer place from what I used to post on the internet all the time. <laughs> I actually spent at least an hour. Do y'all remember Twitlongers? I spent at least an hour deleting all of those. And thankfully, it was only a time frame from like 2010 to 2011. But I used to get on there and go past 140 characters and just blast out these long tweets that no one read. And for the most part, they were kind of, they were decent. It's not like I was saying anything crazy. Same time, I don't want people finding my tweet longers from 10 years ago. It's ridiculous. I don't, do not want. No, thank you. So so that's what I've been up to lately. But without any further ado, Hyphen Nation is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group, bringing great podcasts to the people. HyphenPodcastGroup.com. That's right. Chia. And then also by Mark Robb, written by my semi-regular co-host, one of my semi-regular co-hosts, Marcus Show and Mad Love Robinson. He writes paralyzing paragraphs of unparalleled prose uh that's super dope he has a great piece about valentine's day i talked about last episode as well as several years of content that uh about music movies pop culture race um, news all kinds of different things his uh, regular kind of blog style post that's all on there um all of that is great so make sure you check him out and that's the mark rob that wordpress.com Again, that's the M-A-R-C-R-O-B.wordpress.com. So on today's show, I figured it was time we visit some of the music that's been released last year. And we're going to do a specific, a specific genre here. That's not even a specific genre. We're going to cover a lot of music released by women. Hey, it's, uh, what is it? It's not Women's History Month, but March is a celebration of women. And yes, I will get my podcast a one-on-one on, just so that I know. No, it is Women's History Month. Yeah. I think right about here is good. Hello, world. This is me, your favorite producer, Uncensored Mike, and I'd like to tell you guys about my new show, The Soapbox on Isla Pal. It has me, it has my friends, and it has your favorite people who you don't even know yet. Come listen to us and meet some new folks. That's it.
women get 31 days and black people get 28 to 29 days. That's, that's, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything because black women qualify for Women's History Month. So technically black women get from February 1st all the way through March 31st. That's a long time to be honored and recognized. That's what's up. It is Women's History Month though. And I listened to a bunch, caught up on a bunch of music that the ladies released last year. And we're going to talk about, talk about it all. And then in the middle of that, I'm going to talk about, we're going to do another bracket actually is what's going to happen. And I don't know if y'all remember, you should. Way back episode, I want to say it was Hyphenation 58 maybe, Cooley HY Harmony. I did a Boys the Men bracket and finally determined that the best Boys the Men song was On Bended Knee is what happened over End of the Road. Well, we're going to be talking about Jodeci's best 10 songs and doing a similar style bracket in the middle of all this. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and go to the randomizer. Random name generator no random name picker that's what i'm looking for and then we're going to go to our friends at uh oh wait isn't it like random.org that you can normally put this into that's being weird let's try this random.org and sure enough um yeah whatever let's do list randomizer i think that's what it is yep okay so we're going to start with Taylor Swift, Lady Gaga, Miley Cyrus, Ariana Grande, and I think I think that would be everything that I listened to. It was it was a ton of music, and I really can't think there was anybody else. Um, and it's funny I was just complaining about I wasn't even complaining. But I was saying it's about Women's History Month. And then everybody about the cover is white women. I'm sure Marcus is like, we're not surprised. <laughs> Whatever, man. So we're just going to throw this in the randomizer and see who we talk about first. So here we go. Number one is Miley Cyrus in her 2020 album, Plastic Hearts. So... Here we go. Here we go, ho. Here we go, ho. I don't know why I said here we go, ho. Okay, classic hearts. Here we go. Released on November 27th, 2020, genre is rock pop, synth pop, and glam rock on RCA. This is her first release since 2019's EP, She Is Coming, which I enjoyed. I, I thought it was very good. Um, and then her first album since 2017's Younger Now which I skipped. And to be completely honest with you, this was my first full Miley Cyrus project. Somewhere in the history of hyphenation, I brought up Miley, probably because somebody I used to be cool with <laughs> might be the same person who blocked me, said something about Miley culturally appropriating black music, and I was like, I don't care. Well, that's that's not true. I do care. I do care when artists do that, and then especially when they pivot very hard away from it very quickly. See, 
Justin Simberlake a few years ago. And then also Miley when she did the Younger Now project. And I was like, I don't like rap music, blah, 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 blah. Well, Plastic Hearts is what we got after Miley's next project, which is supposed to be called um, She Is Miley Cyrus, I believe. I'm not going to look it up. I'm looking at Wikipedia enough right now. That was supposed to be her next album. And the EP that predates this Plastic Hearts, She Is Coming, was supposed to be like a preview of that kind of stuff. And what happened was pretty much uh, something called a global pandemic set in. Yeah. And when those global pandemics set in, everything kind of gets turned all topsy-turvy. It uh, throws people off, makes people stay home, you know. They're not as apt to uh, stick with plans they were doing before. And that's exactly what happened to Miley. So she had this whole plan for the rollout was going to be this album and then was going to be the um, She Is Miley Cyrus idea. And then it just kind of got shelved. And then Miley decided, you know what? I'm going to experiment with these rock sounds a little bit because one thing about Miley Cyrus, man, and the funny thing is I'm telling, speaking on this as Aaliyah rounds out season four of Hannah Montana, and it's my first time through it. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not going to recommend Hannah Montana. But the funny thing is Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus can sing. She can sing. Her Jolene covers are impeccable. She has um, a cover of Zombie that she was doing at the Save Our Stage Festival and then one of Heart of Glass that she did at the iHeart Festival prior to uh, this album coming out. And people were, of course, doubting her rock roots because when it comes to Miley most of the time, people just doubt her in general because she's a Disney kid, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden she's the twerking kid. She's the tongue out kid. She's a whore. <laughs> and... I, I have people that I know who I, I brought up Miley Cyrus and they're like, she's a whore. Well, they said I, she, they wish that she didn't dress like a whore. And I don't slut shame, so I wasn't about that life. <laughs> so the, these are the things that uh, that happen in your neighborhood. But she, is, she is, just gets a bad rap. I mean, hell, her Rolling Stone cover story that dropped when Plastic Hearts came out or right before the final picture in the whole story, she's topless. Again, and people are like, ah, nice Cyrus. What I like about Miley, though, is I find her to be refreshingly honest. And even when it came, like, yeah, she's made the comments about not not wanting to be a part of black culture as much um, when she was kind of pivoting away from the bangers days. And that wasn't cool. But then she also doubled back and kind of, took back those comments and said saw said how they she saw they could be hurtful. She's not ashamed to admit that she struggles with sobriety and not in a way that endangers her life, but she also knows that she there's times when she's better off sober. I think she's broken her sobriety. I'm not judging her for it. I'm just going by what her IG's been posting lately. But she's she's very honest with herself and she knows what she wants. And what she wanted to do was make a rock album. So, Plastic Hearts is 15 tracks total, including the, the three bonuses. The single was Midnight Sky, which actually grew on me. Because 
Midnight Sky sounds like an an eighties pop hit, like real. That's a terrible rendition, but that's that's what it sounds like. And it's a complete departure from anything she had released prior. And so, but it's a good song. It's a good song. Then she released Prisoner with uh, Dua Lipa, and that also is a good song. Um, not really familiar with Dua Lipa too much, but I'm probably saying her name wrong. It might be Dua Lipa, or it might be Dua, Dua Lipa. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it, it, it is what it is. But those were her first two singles. But then I turned on this album, and the very first song on here, man, WTF do I know? What the fuck do I know? Whew. If you had any doubts about her rock, about her being able to pull off a rock album, or any doubts about listening to this album in full, that first track is enough to make you want to listen to it. it it's a complete, it's a really great track. Um, I'm looking at the production here. It looks like Andrew Watt um, handled... Uh, the first several tracks on the album, Mark Ronson came in for a track named High, and then also he was on Bad Karma featuring Joan Jett and Never Be Me. Never Be Me is another great song on this album. Uh, there isn't any bad songs, personally. I, I found this whole album to be really well done all the way through, and it, it held my attention quite well. It's only 38 minutes, so the runtime on it isn't too long. She didn't try to do that thing, because even with adding the extra three songs to it it bumps it up to 50 minutes and if you're if you have apple apparently you can get some backyard session songs and it bumps you up to an hour so it, it's not that bad at all but i just really like this whole album man like billy idol's on it and i'm not trying to say i'm the biggest billy idol fan in the world or a joan jett fan but she used her features well and, and prominently showcased those rock legends of the 80s she showed off her skills as far as more, more, this is probably her most well-sung album, I'm going to say. And again, this is my first experience with it, but Bangers Area Molly, she had her moments. I've never ventured into the Dead Pets era. And if you don't know what the Dead Pets era is, it was the night after, it was all like the, I believe it was August 30th, 2015, after she hosted the VMAs, the same night that Nicki Minaj is like, come over here, blah, 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 I'm going to beat you up, which isn't exactly what happened accurately, but it's pretty close. Um, Yeah, she's like, oh, I've released this free album, it's on my website, blah, 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 blah. Let me just tell you the track list on there. <sighs> oh, it's not as long as I thought. 23 songs. 23 songs okay featuring titles such as something about a space dude fucking fucked up wiki bang me box and i'm just reading titles cyrus skies miley tabishan bowls with three z's this joint was 92 minutes long 92 minutes long. Which is ridiculous. I've never listened to it, but... And, and Younger Now was like her 
you know, trying to, after the bangers and dead pets era of rebelling, Younger Now was like her trying to be like, hey, I can still do these songs. I never liked Malibu. Never liked Malibu at all. Um, Malibu. And, you know, ever since then, it's everybody's kind of been waiting to see what was going to happen. Waiting to see what was going to happen with Miley. But Plastic Hearts is really a step in the right direction. And it shows that Miley can do several genres and she can do them well. So while it wasn't the She Is Miley Cyrus album that I thought we were going to get, which is going to feature more of the stuff from She Is Coming, which I really enjoyed, it still was pretty dang awesome. My favorite track on there, as I scroll back down the track listing, would probably, what the fuck, WTF do I know? It's, it's so good. Bad Karma's good. Midnight Sky is good. Never Be Me. Prisoner's, Prisoner's fine. I, I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan. High is good. It's so much good music on this album. Uh, I highly recommend it. I would give it out of 10, I would give it a solid 7.5. Yeah, 7.5 Plastic Hearts. Our next album is by Lady Gaga. And I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. I think Lady Gaga was severely hampered by the fact that this album came out in the middle of a quarantine because I ain't gonna lie I'm still in love with the A Star Is Born soundtrack I think it's phenomenal top to bottom I can run that over and over and do that for days I think it's gorgeous I think she did a great job so I was eagerly anticipating her next album and I like Joanne I, I might have talked about Joanne on the pod I don't remember for sure but Chromatica is her sixth studio album. It came out on May 29th, 2020. One of the fir- first major releases of the pandemic of quarantine. And she had a couple singles off of it. She's still, it's still in rotation. She's still getting play off of it. Uh, Stupid Love, which is a really good song. Rain On Me, which is her current single, or was her single that came out over summer featuring Ariana Grande. And then 911 was also on there as well. And as soon as I find it, hold on here. Track listing. There we go. It features 16 tracks. And apparently there there is so many extra songs in different places. It's crazy. Because I only listen to the Spotify versions. But it has 16 tracks, runtime of 43 minutes. So again, a very short song. It's a short album. But this album was meant for the world to be open. So open. It has the the genres listed on it. It's dance. It's dance pop, electro pop, synth pop. It reminded me of early the those nineties, uh early nineties m- music that dominated the airwaves. Um like um well Groove in the Heart Groove in the Heart was like late eighties, but let's let's say um oh, like, I don't want to say CNC Music Factory, but 
like r- rhythm is a dancer. You think rhythm is a rhythm is a dancer, or um, you know the the, the one song Night of the Roxbury, when those songs came out. Whether you were into that genre or not, yeah, you probably were like, this is such trash. This isn't any art. This has no artistic integrity. But you know what? Those songs made you want to dance and they made you feel happy. They made you feel something. And Gaga did that exact thing with Chromatica. And she took it and she put it in a little bottle and she put it on little digital files and threw it out in the world. And again, this, this album has no bad songs at all. There's a couple of the joints that I've added to a Victory Jump Off radio playlist, and I know I'm not supposed to talk about that because I'm lazy and I haven't finished the last Victory Jump Off radio that's supposed to come out, but I did add a few of these to my playlist, and I want to make sure that I shout them out because, um, one, well, they're very good songs, first and foremost, but then also because they're probably my favorite songs on the album. So let's see. There was... She had two joints. Enigma and Sign From Above with Elton John. They're probably top 25 Gaga songs, if not top 20. So good. Uh, Stupid Love. God, I just wish I could hear that in the club, man. Like, I I could imagine going just out in the world or hearing that bumping from cars on a, a Thursday night coming out of a bar, you know, and it's like, it's it's just such a great song, man. It's, it's supposed to get people on the dance floor. And it doesn't have that ability because of this stupid pandemic. It's crazy. It's crazy how much is it's just cut us down in half. All those things. Um, Rain On Me is really good, too. But I, I don't have anything bad to say about this album. Uh, mostly produced by... Uh, Blood Pop is in there. Benjamin Rice as well. Axwell. Um, Morgan Kibbe. Or, uh, let's see. I'm trying to see if there's anybody else whose names I'm, I'm recognizing here. Max Martin. She she was working with some heavy hitters, man. And the sound is very united throughout the whole, the whole album. It's consistent without getting redundant. And it, it, I feel like it's a... Uh, Nice bounce back into this space from the Joanne days because Joanne was so stripped down. And I watched that uh, Gaga documentary, by the way. Um, it might be in my recommend my recommended recommended in my recommended section. So let me see. I just want to check it real quick. Yeah, Gaga Five Foot Two. It's been on Netflix for a few years now. I watched that and it's really good. So I highly suggest you check that out. But to go from Joanne to A Star is Born and then be able to put back on the Queen of Pop mantle that she held for a few years back in the early 2000s and then do it in a new fresh way where it's like I'm going to take these old sounds and make these sound like songs that could have came out in the 90s during the dance craze but then also I'm going to put my own spin on it and it's still going to be Gaga. It's a ride, man. Like start start to finish, man. I'm actually wanting to go back and re-listen to it because I thought it was so good. It, it really really impressed me. So I'm gonna give Lady Gaga Chromatica eight out of ten. And something tells me I don't need to write these down because I, I, I know where everybody where I'm ranking everybody. So Plastic Hearts by Molly Cyrus got seven out of ten. 
Chromatico by Lady Gaga got 8 out of 10. Next on our list is Ariana Grande. And I'm just going to check the time real quick because I really want to get into this bracket because it's awesome. So if I check the time real quick, we are just, I'm approaching 30 minutes recording time. So I'm going to go ahead and put the pump the brakes on this, on this, on this ladies review of everything here and step into the Jodeci bracket. Because we got three more albums to cover, two by the same person, and then one by Ariana Grande. Um, so we're going to check those. We're going to talk about those in a second. But I don't know how it happened, but Jodeci was brought up at work. I may have done a really bad cover for Forever My Lady that I was urged to put on my TikTok. I don't think I'm going to do it because <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> it was not a good version of Forever My Lady. It was uh, me... Trying to be Casey and JoJo as much as I could. It was not good. But Jodeci, man. Jodeci was the anti-Boys the Men, essentially. And they, that, that was very intentional. I mean, Boys the Men was signed to Motown, and Jodeci was with Uptown and then MCA. Jo Boys the Men had that clean-cut image of the the um four guys who... um would help you, would stop and help you change your tire in the middle of the road. And let's be honest, Jodeci looked like four dudes who would rob you <laughs> on the side of the road. <laughs> All right, well, maybe not maybe not KC, so damn skinny. He's probably the one, the one you have to worry about the most. But definitely JoJo and probably Devontae or Dalvin definitely rob you while you're trying to fix your tire on the side of the road. Um, Boys the Men had that clean pop R&B image, the harmonies and everything. Jodeci also had the harmonies and R&B, but then... Jodeci had the hip-hop and the streets and the rap and the remixes. So, for their apples and oranges, you really can't compare them. Truth be told, Jodeci's better. It hurts me to say that for as much as I love Boys and Men, but truth be told, Jodeci was better and they burned brighter and ended, and ended way before they should have, while Boys and Men continues to persevere. Um, cause they were, they were built to last essentially in Jodeci as much as I'd like to say we have six or eight Jodeci albums. There's only four. Yeah, there's only four. And one came out a few years ago and I'm scared to listen to it because I know it's not the Jodeci that I loved in the nineties, but Jodeci had some songs, man. They had some songs. Let me tell you about some Jodeci songs real quick. Their best 10 songs, according to me. I'm still waiting from their first album, Forever My Lady, 1991's Forever My Lady. Is it 91 or 92? I'm going to say 1992's Forever My, or Forever My Lady. The ninth seated song, You and I. And if I said best songs, let's play in the bracket. Ninth seated song is You and I. Number eight is Stay from Forever My Lady. Um, you and I was also from Forever My Lady. I don't know if I just said that, but I'm going to say it again. Cry From You. Cry From You. Baby, I will cry from you tonight. Uh, cry For You from their 1993 album, Diary of a Mad Band, an album I didn't even realize existed because my dad didn't get it. We had Forever My Lady, and then we got Show the Hotel and After Party, and then I never knew... Diary of, a Mad Band, Diary of a Mad Band was a thing until 
the early 2000s maybe and i was like there's a whole nother jodeci album what's up with that what's up with that what's up with that Ooh wee sorry um number six seated song love you for life from the show the hotel and the after party number five freaking you from that same album number four forever my lady because i capitalized l and a forever my lady from the self-titled well it's the same titled album forever my lady number three fiending from diary of a mad band number two come and talk to me and number one lately from mtv unplugged wasn't even on one of their actual studio albums it was on their greatest hits so that's the 10 songs i chose now why didn't i include the come and talk to me remix i love that song i'm gonna go ahead and say that uh i'm gonna kind of get my dad on because i as <laughs> this is gonna sound weird but the whole part at the end like the last minute where the chick is mo like they're simulating sex on the track and I love me some Prince because there's been plenty of tracks out there where Prince has done that same thing, but Prince did it way better and way more classier. Every time that the, that part of the song comes on, it takes me completely out of the song. I don't know what it is. Um, as a teenager, I'd be like, oh man, that's hot. That's so hot. As a 38-year-old, as a I'm like, eh, I'd rather hear the rest of the song instead of that girl or whatever uh the freaking you remix with ghostface and ghostface and raekwon i love it i don't like that they changed the beat i know the beat was changed to make it more street and it worked so well for them but i had to leave it out i just discovered today there is a um what, what was it i'm still waiting remix and i was all hyped for it at the first it started out real dope but then it then it went kind of going we're going to do a harder beat we're going to have them sing different and it just wasn't there just didn't do it for me so those are your 10 songs your 10 seeds lately and come and talk to me gotta buy so they already advanced the quarterfinals so in round one the number nine or let's start the number 10 seed i'm still waiting faced off for a cry for you and it's a no contest man i i narrowed it down to see if i'm still waiting was the 10th best jodeci song in my opinion that should be in this bracket and i think it holds up it's a very good song but baby i will cry for you tonight come on dog cry for you you and i versus stay I love you and I. You and I is one of those deep album cuts from Forever My Lady that I really like. And I feel like it really showcases Casey and JoJo really well. And uh, I just couldn't do it. I just, I just couldn't do it. Stay is so iconic. Sorry I left you. I left you crying. Since you've been gone. I've been all alone. Come, come on, dog. Stay. In the quarterfinals, we have Lately versus Stay. And as much as I just sang Stay and I love it, Lately. Casey and JoJo's cover of Lately is arguably... It's not... It, 
it's in the conversation to be better than Stevie's. There's days I think Stevie's is better, and there's days I think thank God Jodeci's is better. It's that good. Lately, advances. The number two, number seven battle features Cry For You versus Come and Talk To Me. And again, I just sang Cry For You so well. Uh, eh, I just sang Cry For You, but Come and Talk To Me is iconic, man. Come and talk to me. I really want to know your name. Come, come and talk to me. The three six matchup sees Fiendin versus Love You For Life. Now, I will say, back in the day, I once sang Love You For Life on tape, and I gave it to my then-girlfriend in middle school, junior high. And I gave it to her, and I'm pretty sure she might still have it. I hope she doesn't. But I sang Love You For Life because I was that confident, and I wanted her to know how much she meant to me. But that was before I knew what Fiendin was. And Fiendin, from the beat <laughs> to the way that it starts out all slow and then it just builds to that chorus and it's like, I can't leave you alone. Got me feeling girl. I could do it in lower register, but I didn't want to. You ain't here for my singing. You're here to listen to me talk. Feeling advances, number three seed. And in the 5-4 matchup, freaking you against Forever My Lady. This was a little bit tough for me. I love freaking you. I really do. Especially the album version, which is like seven minutes long. And even though it's seven minutes long, there's not a minute wasted the entire song. <sighs> Forever My Lady is just such a, a beautiful ballad. They they killed it. it. It's it's flawless. Forever My Lady advances. Which brings us to the semifinals, the final final the finer the final four. Number 3-2 matchup. Fiendin versus Come and Talk to Me. I'm going to think about this one more time. I've chosen winners already. But. Come and talk to me. Really want to meet you. Can I talk to you? Really want to know you. And I can't leave you alone. You got me seen. It's, it's come and talk to me. That my answer's not changing. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. My answer did change. You and I'm not gonna play it on here because YouTube will hit me with copyright strikes. If they, hopefully they don't for my bad singing. And I don't feel like editing it out. If you've listened to any of the hyphenations on YouTube and there are parts that like look skipped over, it's because there was music probably for me playing on my phone um, that YouTube was like, we're going to give you a copyright straight and strike. And one day I hope to monetize this stuff. So I had to be like, no, thank you. Trim that out. Wait a minute. <sighs> is Fiendin better than come, come and talk to me? Or is come and talk to me better than Fiendin? I really want, I really want, I really want. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm changing it. I'm changing it. I'm advancing. Come and talk to me. Feeding, feeding went first. Feeding went first. I had feeding beat 
come and talk to me when I did this, but I really like Come and Talk to Me better. Fiendin' is a great song, though. I love Fiendin'. Which leaves us with a now really up in the air finale of the number one seed. Oh, by the way, Lately is number one seed. Forever My Lady is the fourth seed. Lately advances. Lately versus Come and Talk to Me now. <laughs> Instead of Fiendin'. Lately... This describes so much heartache and pain so well. Especially with Casey coming either in the middle of the Mary J. Blige relationship or coming off of it. That's one of the reasons why their duet, I Don't Want to Do Anything, when Mary's album is so good. Because of that tension and that love that they have for each other. <sighs> do I... Me feeling, 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 feeling for you. I... No, 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 I'm sticking with it. I'm, I'm reversing it. No, I'm going back. Feeling advances to the final. Come and talk to me is very good, though. So Lately versus Feeling. Lately has all that hurt and pain and it's sung so well and it's live and it sounds even more amazing because of that. It recorded live. Fiendin just, God, man, like it just describes a feeling that mo a lot of songs fail to describe because you got your songs about love. You got your songs about heartache. Like lately you got your songs about uh, wanting to find love. Or staying in love. Fiending is just about you I love I'm into you so much it's like an addiction. And if you ain't if you ain't been there, then you don't understand it, bruh. Oh man. <sighs> I still gonna say lately. Lately's your winner. Of the bracket, of the jealousy bracket. But Fiendin put up a better fight as, on the pod than it did when I was doing the bracket. So shout, shout out to uh, those 10 Jodeci songs. And to all y'all, go your assignment is to go listen to some Jodeci. Because it's dope and it needs listened to. Give them their flowers while they're still here. Because Lord knows they, they, um, they, they all been through a lot. <laughs> They've all been through a lot. Oh, man. All right, so back to our ladies' reviews. I don't even know what to call it. How about we just call it album reviews and stop saying they're ladies. They're, they're artists. Back to this music. We have Ariana Grande and her album Positions. Her follow-up to her massive album, Thank You, Next, which had all the singles dominated radio all the things and then a few months ago Ari's like hey I got a song album coming out oh and here's the first single and then we realized and not to say this is the first time that she's done this but uh we realized that uh 
Ari was going to be talking about a lot of adult content. Um, I gotta say, Positions is good. It's not great. It's not bad. It's not alright. It's good. It, it feels... A lot of the songs can sound the same after a while. It has the 41 minute long runtime. She put out, she added five bonus tracks to it, which I haven't listened to yet. Sorry, I can't count. Yeah, five bonus tracks, including the 34-35 remix. And I listened to the album. I started out and I, st- I stopped it for a reason. And I came back uh, like not that long ago and listened to it. And it's a it's a good album, but it a lot of it sounds the same. I didn't like the first song, Shut Up. Shut Up didn't really do anything for me. 3435, clever wordplay. I mean, you have children singing about 69 on the radio. So, and no, as far as I know, Aaliyah does not know 3435. Motive, I can take or leave. I'm not about that Doja Cat life, which is why I kind of leave the 3435 remix alone. My hair, dope, nasty, dope, love language, dope. Positions. Positions is, I heard the position single and I was like, yo, I messed with this joint. Like, come, come on. Positions is dope. But after Positions in 3435. Like, I, I have songs, like I said, off the table with The Weeknd, it kind of falls flat. I've never been the biggest Weeknd fan. Uh, that's more of Marcus's bag. Other than what he did on uh, Take Care. But, you know, it was, it was it's fine. It, it just all kind of ran together, and it didn't sound as unique as um, Thank You, Next, or... Any of her previous work, I can actually just go to the bottom of the page, not the bottom of the tab. Come on. End. Um, like Dangerous Woman was my first Ariana Grand, uh, Ariana album. I thought that was very good. I would think that I think that album's better. Sweeteners definitely better. Thank you, next definitely better. Positions is good. It's good. I'm not hating. I I, I was just hoping for. A little more, but then also, this is her third album in three years. So, you start to think that with her producing so much, that's probably why it sounds the way it does. As far as lacking, like one of the projects eventually lacking in um, diversity or really popping like the the previous projects. Or, you know, it, it's hard when you release music every year. It's difficult. Um... Not that I would know, <laughs> but I imagine if, especially when she's arguably the, the biggest, um, one of the biggest pop stars in the world right now, it's hard for her to go into the studio every year and make 20 plus, 30 plus songs and then whittle down what's going to be on the album and then put it out. And if there was ever a time for her to maybe miss a year, maybe 2020 would have been it. I don't think we're any better off with having positions, but we're not any worse off either. So I would give positions a solid six out of 10. Not a big fan of Doja Cat though. I don't, I don't, she, she's got 
issues that bother me with her identity and raising a biracial child, I, I, I'm not with that life. Now, finally, I said on episode 102, maybe, I think it was, when I was talking about Taylor Swift and my issues with her over the years, about how um, after years of not really being into her and just liking a song here or there, she dropped um, 1989, and I thought it was incredible. And then she leaned all the way into the Kanye's, Kanye West madness with what he said on Famous and decided to do the Retribution album, which was pretty much a direct response album to him and Kim. And see how that worked out for Kim and Kanye. And I, I didn't like the first single, Reputate, or, or Look What You Made Me Do. I didn't like that. And then she's going to come out with Lover after that. And I I did like... um. What is it? Uh 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 uh. Oh, I did like "Calm Down." I didn't like the single that had the guy from Panic in the Disco on it. Didn't care for that. And you know, like I, I, I had kind of given up because 1989 was her breakthrough project for me. So I was like, okay, if she can make a 1989, then surely, surely. She can make a 1989. Surely she can continue this this trend because she crossed over into the pop realm with Red, I believe. And in 1989 came out, her blank space and went, lost my mind. Um, shake it off. So, so much good material on that whole album. And then you get to, I was let down by Retribution being too dark and too not not what I wanted her to do and I know it's not my right place to choose what I hear out of Taylor Swift and Lover came out and I listened to the first few, few tracks and I was like it still isn't hitting the buttons man she it, it, something was off I didn't like it well remember when I said that uh Miley was in quarantine because of the pandemic and everything like that well, Taylor had that same problem. Taylor has a song from the original Hunger Games contract called contract, the original Hunger Games soundtrack called Safe and Sound. And I love that song. I probably mentioned it before. It was folksy, it was country, it was pop, it was a nice little mash of everything. And Taylor sounded great. And I was like, that's probably one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs. And I don't think it got enough attention. Taylor decided it was time for her to make stripped down music. So the genre of the first album, Folklore, which came out on July 24th, indie folk, alternative rock, electro folk, chamber pop, 63 minute runtime. I need to quit hitting control page down because apparently it's, it's the worst to do on my laptop. It keeps changing my tab. Where is, okay, here's the track list. 17 tracks. This has a longer, a longer runtime, 68 minutes. But it's a beautiful 68 minutes. I love this album. Cardigan all the way through hoax. I like the fact she was saying some some wordy dirds there. I like the fact that 
it was so stripped down and the instrument the instrumentation was so minimal and it was just her voice and it, it wasn't her trying to sing big over a pop a pop track or a, a dance track it was her it was taylor and the story she was telling in the songs this album is this album's a 10 out of 10 for me every single song i love so i was really excited when i was going through spotify one day and then i saw oh yo she did this folklore the long pond studio sessions um and it's a live album of her singing the entire album i was like oh man i, I would love to hear her sing these live i need to i need i want to put make sure i get this down so that i check this out it came out november 25th 2020 so i want to make sure i go back and check it out because i really like folklore I, folklore is you gotta be i don't know i don't know folklore is not for everybody that's what i'm going to say folklore Real isn't isn't some I listen to it in the car, but I I listen to music different. But it's it's great for long car rides if you have the patience for it. It's not going to keep you awake. It's a really artsy album. It, folklore is meant to be listened to several times, and you're supposed to kind of live with folklore. It's that kind of album, if that makes sense. And some people may not just be into that. You're like, I don't want to listen. I don't want to Taylor Swift thing over this. No, 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 no. I'd rather make songs like, like, calm down or um, rip or um, look what you made me do. Whatever, fine. That's on you. Fine. <laughs> Nobody cares. So it's not for everybody, but it definitely is for me. So imagine my surprise when it came across on Twitter that Taylor was dropping her ninth studio album on December 11th called Evermore. And pretty much in her what she posted online, she's like, you know what? I wasn't done saying everything I wanted to say. So here's a whole nother album. A whole nother album. And this one... 60 minutes, a little bit less. There's some bonus tracks on there, which I think the bonus tracks are good. So you get 69 minutes with this one. This one's better than Folklore. And I love Folklore. This is, an, if Folklore is a 10 out of 10, this is a 10.5 out of 10 or an 11 out of 10. Nobody No Crime is so dope. Such a great song. Reminds me of if you have an appreciation of country music, you should have an appreciation for Nobody, No Crime. It's such a good song. But every song on here, Champagne Problems, Willow, Coney Island, Long Story Short, Marjorie, Top to Bottom, Flawless. So, I know I called Taylor out a few years ago and I'm going to insert the audio clip and everything about her having to step it up and you know her her title of uh the the biggest the biggest female artist in the world is uh being challenged by Ariana Grande putting out such good music and everything I I had that conversation in 2019 and then I did a reminder for Alexa to remind me to see how I felt after Lover came out 
and I don't think I ever got, I think I, the notification came across my phone, so my Alexa never actually said it. Um, but I already knew by then. I do want to say, before I go any further, Taylor Swift dropped her video for You Need to Calm Down. That's a single that I couldn't remember earlier. Hadn't heard it until that video. And to quote my man, Zach Campbell, that shit is kind of a bop. Probably the first Taylor Swift song I've liked in a minute. So, uh, yeah, with that said, um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Lover's going to be dope, man. I don't know. So let me do this right now. Alexa, remind me in six months to revisit the Taylor Swift conversation from Hyphenation 102. Let's go with 6 p.m. Cool. Hey, what's up, everybody? WWE Hall of Famer, the Godfather here. Special shout out to B Hyphen and Handsome Bane for the WrestleCast Power Hour, and it's available everywhere. Podcasts or streams. So, everybody, check them out. You know, the Godfather will, and it's time once again for everybody at the Hyphen Podcast Group. To come aboard the whole Smelly later, sweaty marks. Taylor pretty much shut me the hell up. Like, honestly, with these two albums, with over two hours of these two albums, plus that live album I still need to listen to, plus 1989, I don't need her to do anything else. I don't, I don't care what she does next. She gave me the projects that I love. Point made, Taylor Swift. Point made. Well done. I love it. Folklore and Evermore. So that concludes. That concludes. As I'm going to check Tom. Hit the hour mark. My album review episode and my Jodeci bracket in the middle. Hopefully you enjoyed all that. If you didn't, well, I'm just going to try to do better next time. <sighs> Hyphen Nation is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group. Morgantown, West Virginia Podcast Collective, which I'm kind of phasing out, so... Bringing great podcasts to the people. That's hyphenation. That's how we do things. Well, I'm hyphen. I'm the host hyphenation. Hyphen podcast group. That's how we do things. And then also by Mark Robert and by my semi-regular co-host, Marcus Show, Mad Love Robinson. The M-A-R-C-R-O-B.wordpress.com. The MarkRob.wordpress.com. Go read his stuff. He's got some great stuff on there. Power of Positivity is real. Get that negativity out of your life, no matter what it may be, no matter what you have to do, you have to do you. Always remember that. Make sure you're also giving people their flowers while they're still here, because you never know when it's their time to go. Never, never, never. Super important. Call your mom, call your dad, call your sister, call your brother, hug your kids, tell them how much they mean to you, um, tell them how proud of them you are, um, hug your significant other and tell them how much they mean to you, give them a big old kiss. Big old COVID kiss. Um, 
have genuine interactions with people. You never know what the next man or woman is going through and your act of kindness could save their life or someone else's. So you never know. Please do tell a friend to tell a friend about hyphenation. And when you do so, tell them if they go to Apple Podcasts to give, us, give me five stars. And if they give me five stars, they can write a terrible review then. And then I'll read it on the show. Because five years strong and I'm fine with it. But give me the five stars so that more people find out about the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast. That's all I ask. Hyphenation is also available on all podcast listening platforms as well as any other hyphen podcast group. Uh, podcast can be found on those as well. If there's a platform you use and you can't find your find one of our shows, please let me know and I will do my best to fix it. Apologies to Playoff P because uh, we don't have time. I was talking about Taylor Swift and her amazingness and Chromatica and trying to figure out if Fiennan was better than come and talk to me. Sorry, Playoff P. Um, Paul George, uh, next time, next time, I promise. We'll talk all about um, how the Clippers season is going and all that stuff. I promise. It'll be good. It'll be good. Words of wisdom for today. It's okay to uh, pick up a toy lightsaber and swing around like an idiot if that's going to help you reduce stress because that's what I did. So anything you can do to reduce stress that is healthy and, and not and not destructive, I'm, I'm all for. So please do that. I don't think I got anything else. I need to get out of here and go pick up Aaliyah from gymnastics. I need to do that. She's almost done in 60 minutes. And so pretty naturally... This this podcast has reached an ending point. So appreciate each and every one of y'all that listen. Y'all mean the world to me. Have so much fun doing the show. So much fun. Glad the podcast studio is working. Glad that I recorded everything this time. And uh, yeah, I'm going to take this happy feeling and uh, go get in the car and go get my daughter. So I say all that to say this. Thanks, y'all. You've been listening to Barack Obama Approved, world's greatest podcast, hosted by Kellen Conley and his semi-regular co-host, Marcus Schoen Mad Love Robinson. Find Kellen on Twitter and Twitch at B hyphen, Instagram at the B hyphen, on Facebook at hyphen universe. Same for YouTube. Follow Marcus on Twitter at show mad love, S A O W I N M A D L O V. Email the show at B hyphen at gmail.com. Music by No Name Tim. This has been a production of hyphen podcast group, hyphen podcast group.com or hyphenuniverse.com. Have a good rest of your day, everybody, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your week or weekend. Thanks, y'all. This is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained?